Hello, Internet, and thank you for tuning in to Tharp in 30, the podcast where we talk about everything pop culture, from Stand By Me to Stand By Your Man, the Tammy Wynette song, but God forbid we ever listen to that. We're only talking about the Blues Brothers version of it. Shout out to future guest, John Belushi's Ghost. <laughs> Thanks to, I'm your host, John Tharp, and I'm here with a dear friend of mine, Angie Ballou. How are we today? Great. Thanks for having me, John. Um, what what film are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about Stand By Me, as directed by Rob Reiner. Robert Reiner. What do you think about Rob Reiner? Like, when you think about Rob Reiner, where, where are you at with Rob Reiner? Um, well, I guess I think about more quintessential 80s for me for sure um but more in the comedy realm so he 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 did harry met sally right Right. when harry met sally Mm -hmm. i I think that's his next film after this film i always think about uh uh this is spinal tap you know like he he's he's throwing heat in that but most people are like isn't he that guy from all in the family or or is it was it all in the family or I'm fucking this up or he's all in the family or yeah I think all in the family okay so he played he was um, an actor Jughead. yeah 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 fucking Jughead there, right there, and and here we are <laughs> uh, and it also he did Castle Rock which is the Seinfeld juggernaut and he's a billionaire he did uh, I believe to start this film which is based in Castle the fictional town of Castle Rock. Uh, which became his production company, and they 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 oh. produced Seinfeld, and he's a fucking billionaire. I did not know that. Oh okay, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. On. So, so this is his second movie, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Which blows me away. Uh, after this is Spinal Tap. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you doing in 1986? Well, in 1986, I was 11, and this came out. I remember at least coming into my awareness like the summer between. Fifth and sixth grade, and uh, and you know it was it hit. We watched it on VHS. Sure. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't destroy that tape. What <laughs> what, uh, what kind of jeans were you wearing in '86? Honestly, I was probably wearing <laughs> guest jeans or, or Pepe. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, in '86, I was four, so I was just coming into the fact that He Man is better than uh-huh. every fucking thing on the planet, period. <laughs> so I was feeling the Pet Shop Boys and the Eurythmics. They would just come Hell out yeah. with uh, Missionary Man. Uh, so I guess that's like the first time that you're actually like getting into music for yourself. You know, like right. not like other people, you know, like radio or like you're like, you know what I like? Right. You know, here's my fucking tape. I mean, we were into MTV. They were still playing actual music videos at that time. Sure, uh, which is... You know, something that people, you know, the youngsters won't understand. And it is bizarre. I mean, like it used to just be music videos. I know everyone's saying saying this, back in my day, you know, music videos, whatever. Anyway, uh, other cool things that happened, not cool or not cool things that happened in 1986, uh, the Challenger disaster. Yep. I was, uh, I saw that happen live. For real? At elementary school. Yeah. We had the whole school tuning in. Oh, shit. You know, back in the day when they would roll the TV in with oh, the yeah, cart yeah, yeah. and it was like strapped <clears throat> on the cart and they rolled that in and they had 
uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders, we were all together. Big, you know, big That's deal. Gnarly. We were watching it, and it blew how, up, and they were like, "How did teachers come back from that?" Uh, it was very upsetting. They're like, anyway, math. They just immediately turned it off. That's really all I remember. Sure. Like, so uh, there was a big, um, you know, Peter Billingsley uh, from, you know, Ralphie, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, from Christmas Story and and lesser known films like The Dirt Bike Kid, uh, which will be on this <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, like his whole class, you know, like gets to go, you know, like TV crew there and it's just their faces while it explodes. Did you remember Christine, uh, Christine McCullough was on that flight. So she was the first teacher, the teacher. to go into yes, space. Yes, yes, so yes. that's one of the reasons it was a big deal. Of course, especially in schools and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's traumatizing. And then the thing fucking blows up. So, right. So speaking of trauma, this movie has trauma in it. <laughs> uh, other movies this year, Top Gun, Throwing Heat, future topic on this show, Platoon. Uh, aliens, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 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 heat right there. Um, all right, well let's let, let's begin. Uh, I think the soundtrack to this movie is like its other character. It's it's throwing so much heat. Like uh, right out the gate, you know, it, it's just destroying and and just doesn't stop the entire time. I have it on vinyl. Humble brag. Um, how, how do you feel about this soundtrack? So I had it on cassette, nice. of course. And um, at the time, I mean, those were oldies, even at the time. So that set the tone for the movie. Because they never, in the movie, explicitly say when this is taking place. But you very much like ground it yeah, in the late 50s. Totally. Just based on the soundtrack alone. That's what I was going to say next. It's like the... Uh... The the props and and like the set design and the just the the wardrobe it just sends you to a place you're just like this is clearly the fifties even if you don't even know it you know I'm a I'm a kid watching this movie which I just right out the gate I love that like little boys are saying fuck you know so I, I'm like I'm I'm all in you know at the tender age of six or whatever mm-hmm. and. But you can tell it's not our time, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you know, like the cars, the, the, just the cars and the clothes, it, it's, it's insane. And, <clears throat> uh, right now is where I would normally go, oh, the set designer was bleh, but I, I don't have that because this is a shoddy podcast. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I think narration also is kind of critical to this. Like I usually fucking hate narration. You know, where it's like, show me, don't tell me type of thing, you know, like, but it really sets it up. You know, uh, Richard Dreyfus just saying, you know, you know, the friends you had when you were 12, you really immediately do think about the friends that you had when you were 12. Mm-hmm. And then it makes you think about like, you know, then there was that one time when you all didn't hang out ever again, mm-hmm. you know, like, and it's, it's, it's poignant. You know, it, it makes sense to me and uh, way more now than it ever did then. Because back then I'm just like, yeah, cursing and trains. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we were watching it or when I was watching it, it was 11 and 12. And so it, a very different take on it. 
watching it as I prepared for this podcast. Because even now, I have I hadn't seen it in six or seven years, and I don't know how long it was before that. So anyway, we can come back to that. But I was I was about twelve, so we were watching it as a as a kids movie at that time. Um, like something I didn't understand, you know, when you're a kid and you're watching this, you know, a lot of this comes back to that. But like, so like Vern comes to the treehouse and he's like. Hey, listen here, you guys, you know, you know, I got, you want to see a dead body and everyone flips out and he's like, you know, what we should do is blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, yeah, we should do that. Then Vern's like, no, I don't think I can. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> they, they have to convince him. He's the one who came up with the idea. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's Vern. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Vern. Uh, we, uh, real quick, we got to talk about the cast here. I mean, those kids, uh, it's Jerry O'Connor's. O'Connell's first film he's like 11 he was the youngest and he's just doing the job like he's naturally talented like obviously R.I.P. River Phoenix man like he's throwing heat so Uh, he was 15 when they were and everyone is just like killing it like Will Wheaton has a storied career after that Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean shit uh, Corey Feldman, what can we say? I mean, I'm not, I don't want to trash the guy, you know, he's got some stuff, you know, but he, you know, this is, this is right after, right after Goonies and right before cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to, uh, <laughs> so this is right before the Lost Boys, right? Right. Okay. Uh, well, a couple, I'm, so this is 86 Lost Boys is, I want to say 87, 88. So it's like, it's right in the wheelhouse there. It's, it's right there. <laughs> And, um, uh, you know, like, in he's so promising in this movie, like, uh, he's got so many little bits and beads, you know, like that are, that are just, oh man, he, he's great. And they're all great. They're all great. And obviously everyone knows that including Rob Reiner is just like, yeah, these kids are, are, are magic, you know? And, um, but anyway, back to, uh, back to our kind of timeline here. Um, uh, the mom, uh, you know, Gordy's mom, she's like the quintessential eighties mom. And she's in like every fucking eighties film. She's the mom from, uh, uh, what do we got here? Let me check my notes. Uh, it's, uh, she's in, uh, Gremlins, Footloose, Back to the Fucking Future. It's like, those are. Wait, wait, wait. She's in Back to the Future? She, okay. When they go, she's, she's. I guess Marty's grandma. She when they, when he oh, goes back to the future. Right. Oh, oh, come on, silly! No one has two TVs. That's right. She's that lady. John, um, yes. Yeah, she's um, uh, the well, I guess you would say uh, the the silent churchy wife from Footloose, and um, the tortured wife from Gremlins. <laughs> uh, Gremlins I is, forgot about it's a rough that. One. So, so she's throwing heat in the eighties. And the dad's played by Marshall Bell. Uh, you know what he's good at? Playing a huge dickhead. Because Gordy's dad is the biggest dickhead of all time. Uh, he's in Total Recall. And lest we not forget Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> we all love that one. Um, <laughs> Pivotal. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, so they decide they're going to go. You know, they get to, you know, they're, they're getting their walk on their train track on. And, um <laughs> So they get to the junkyard, and uh, I have my notes here. I'm like, should, should I start a bit here? It's like the canceled corner. 
uh, you know, it's where we, you know, talk about all things are not allowed to be in movies anymore. And the, re- the, the, the biggest one that I have in the biggest letters here is, um, little boys talking about tits. Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> And the A and the E start curving right. around the sides. And it's like, I know I'm a member of that club, but I'm just like, you know, as a 39-year-old guy, I'm just like, eh, it's a little bit tougher to stomach. And obviously there's not one black person in this film. No. Uh, it is it is what it is. It is a, you know, I'm not, whatever. But, um, but also, uh, does it pass the Bechdel test? No. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Not even. Um, the only woman we see in the film is, sure. the, is mom. Sure. Nope. There's the Tupper babe. Oh, the Tupper babe. Uh, the Tupper that babe. That Tupper babe saw and, and It was and, like cherry bomb and, and hold on a second. There are women in the vomit scene. The vomit scene. Uh, okay. So we'll get there. Right. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, I have a quote here that just rings so true that I just think is... So pivotal for, not pivotal, but just, just, it just rings true to little boys. Um, finding new and preferably disgusting ways to degrade a friend's mother was always held in high regard, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is not untrue. And we're going to bring that back, uh, towards the last scene with, uh, Mr. Chambers and Gordy LeChance, but, um, I have to reiterate, Gordy's dad is a real sack of shit. Um, yeah. I understand that he's in pain. It's, you know, he lost a son. You know. So, you um, know, in, 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 in real life, Will Wheaton's dad was also... Sack of shit. Horrible, yeah. right? Horrible person. And so, yes. I was thinking about that. I didn't know that, of course, when we were watching it in 1986. But now I thought, wow, he had a, like a well that he could tap into. Hell yeah. Indeed. So he's just like, fuck you, dad. Man. <laughs> yeah, he um, he's doing a pretty... Uh, God damn it. Uh, Will Wheaton is... God damn, he's so good. Um, so, you know, he goes to get the... Uh, uh, this is what I'm also confused about. Like, what does he buy at the, the shop owner store? Like, I guess just ground beef? It looks like ground beef and buns, right? And I thought... Well, I, don't, I don't think buns. No, he bought buns. Uh, okay all i right. saw it last all night right. All right. um it also looked like he bought four cokes but we never see those cokes again but he does put them on the counter uh, who was the prop supervisor god damn it who she, was that uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have her head on this show here's another note that i noticed last night the uh i have no idea how to pronounce that shopkeeper's name even though we see it on the front of the building oh the his, his, his the character's name you mean yes correct. um no idea but it's it's something long and complicated but he is in The Sopranos. He plays He's, Dr. Fagoli. Yes, he is uh, Is Bruce Kirby. Yes. That's Bruno Kirby's dad. Bruno Kirby from, like, um, fucking When Harry Met Sally, uh, Godfather 2, um, R.I.P., mm-hmm. and Entourage, which I think is canceled now, but, you know, whatever. We'll save that for the canceled mm-hmm. corner for next week. Um, yeah, so I immediately recognized him as Russ Fagoli. <laughs> good call good call um i kind of i kind of hated how he's just like um hey uh kid uh you denny the chances bro uh, uh, uh he's dead though man he was a great football player and he's like yeah 
cool. Can I get the ground beef? And he's like, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> it's like, yep, I'll take the buns too. What's the total? He's like, yeah, your brother though. He was, he was a, he's a guy. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. He says, let me out of here. What do you do? What do you? And what do you do? And he said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And the, and then the the old adult looks at him like he's an asshole. He's a fucking twelve year old. Give him a break. So. um... In the book that this is based on, The Body, the body by right? Stephen King. So the shop owner uh, puts a finger on the scale, right? And uh, rips him off a little bit. And when I was watching this, I couldn't remember because I've read the book. I've read the book too, and, but I don't remember that part. What an asshole. And I was watching the movie and I kept waiting for that to happen. Then I said, ah, I forgot. They omitted that. The whole point of that scene was for us to... Get a comparison between Gordy and, and his brother. Right. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we've got some thunder going on out here to my many, many listeners. <laughs> um, sorry, fans. Uh, what, what do we call the fans of this? Uh, the the, uh, the 30s. The, the 30s? The, the Tharpies. Okay. The Tharpies. Oh, I love the, <laughs> the Tharpies. The <laughs> um, uh, Back to the junkyard. Um this is another great thing where, like, you know, Stephen King goes on big, you know, in, in the novel, you know, about, like, you know, the rumors that you hear about things, you know, versus what they actually are and just lore and town. Chopper. You know, and fucking chopper sick balls and all that. And, God, they're, like, it's like they are friends and stuff. I, I, I'm still just going back to like degrading each other's mothers. You know, it's like we all get older and we're just like, yeah, I love, I love your mom. What are you talking about? Not in a, in, in a, in a regular humanistic way. I love your mother. Anyway, but yes. Uh, so, so chopper, sick balls, uh, poor Teddy gets, you know, you know, he gets, you know, completely ranked by this guy and he's like, God, that that scene that scene's kind of tough, you know. Uh, he's just like, listen here, you little fuck, <laughs> you know. Like he, he's just eating, eating them for lunch, you know. And he's he just is. like, you know, like you little tin weasel, peckerwood loony son. Did you call me? I know who you are. You're Teddy Duchamp. Your dad's a loony, a loony up in the nut house in Togas. He took your ear and he put it to a stove and he burnt it off. My father stormed the beach in Normandy. He's crazier than a shithouse rat. No wonder you're acting the way you are, with a loony for a father. You call my dad a loony again, and I'll kill you. Loony, loony, loony. Ah! I'm gonna rip your head off and shut down your neck! You! I'm gonna kill you! You come on and try it, you little... So, can can we introduce the cobras? Uh, (laughs) Cobra snakes? uh, uh, The cobras are... (laughs) are basically one of my favorite movie gangs of all time. You're going to make me fuck up the snake part. You're going to make me fuck up the snake part. Like, well, every single person has, it, like, a half of Paul Mall fucking unfiltered cigarette oh, in their mouth. Man. It's, it's brilliant. Can we go back to Teddy real quick? Of Teddy course. Of, absolutely. So I was, this just occurred to me. So all three of the boys have a moment where they we learn something about the challenges in their life and, and their pain. The only one that we don't see that from is Vern. Nope, nope. The I mean, only the, thing the the only thing we know about Vern is his brother is uh, Billy Tessio. Is a hoodlum, and he which, lost his which, pennies. And he lost his pennies, poor bastard. Uh, 
That's another funny. He's like nine months, man. <laughs> Seven cents, Vern. Seven cents. I haven't found my pin. Um, but yeah, we don't we don't learn. Any, obviously, uh, Teddy and Chris have kind of abusive parents, basically. Mm-hmm. Clearly, um, uh, physically. We don't really learn that much about. I mean, obviously, uh, Teddy is being raised by his mother. I'm guessing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because his dad is in the loony bin. In the loony uh, bin in Tokus. In Togus, yeah, yeah, in, indeed. Um, dude, the rage that Corey Feldman is throwing together to like climb the fence and be like, "This motherfucker," it is palpable. And now we know that he is also an abused kid, right? In, indeed, so, tapped right indeed. into that. Indeed, and and he's like, he, his jokes are so funny, like. His, his um his comedic timing is all there like he he that that guy was something special man like um not that he's still not I mean uh, well, no. he, uh, he he was special and I noticed on the watch this time because I watched on an HD TV I'd never caught the prosthetic ear before oh yeah oh for sure yeah because like, I'd uh, always you know, watch like, it on an old tube TV w- which is part of the lore like you know and, and they try to kind of like um, they shoot away from it they shoot around it but it's in scenes you know like it's a like a burned ear you mm-hmm. know like his dad in a drunken rage like held his head to the, to the stove, stove or whatever he's also the only character that is wearing uh, not wearing converse but he's wearing army boots army boots yeah. he's got the army belt yeah I mean, Cause dog he, tags though. because he like we you know he loves his dad yeah. even though his dad's been completely abusive to him he stormed the beach at normandy he stormed the beach in normandy also sets the time right a hundred percent because then you're like oh yeah that's like you know 12 years before or whatever 10 years before um so uh i'd like to talk about the cobras okay uh the, like right off the bat i'm just like man these hoods dude i love the style like uh ace is I don't know, maybe it just says something about my personality, but I'm like, I don't know, I kind of want to be Ace. Of course you <laughs> do. Like, this dude, this dude's the man, man. Ace like, is commanding. Uh, and, and um, but he's also like, when I'm a kid, I'm like, oh, he's a bully, he's the bad guy. When I get older, and I'm re-watching this movie, he's like, if either one of you had $2,000, I'd kill you both. Yeah. And you're just like... And you believe Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland in this. You he's know, like, matter of fact. He, he, he's just like, I'd kill you. How old are these kids? They're 20? 16? I don't know. Like, I, th- I think they're trying, probably in the novel, they're 17, 16. That would be my guess. But they're legit like 22, 23. And, uh... I also love the uh, the whole riff on you. Oh, no, man, you need to get yourself a Protestant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as if, as if is, oh, or gosh. Jew. He yeah, right? also oh, says yeah, Jews. Yeah, yeah, he goes. Jews, <laughs> Jews are nice. Jews are nice. <laughs> I did not like in the beginning when Eyeball snatched Gordy's Yankees cap that his brother gave him. Okay, that so, bothered me. Hey, girls, where are you going? Hey, come on, man. My brother gave me that. And now you're giving it to me. Give it to me! Come, come on, man! That's mine! You real asshole, you know that? Ooh. Your brother's not very polite, eyeball. Now, Christopher, I know you didn't mean to insult my friend. I know he didn't mean to insult me. 
That's why I'm going to give him the opportunity of taking it back. Oh, oh shit. Take it back. Oh. Come on, man. Stop it. You're hurting him. Bastard, let go, man. Stop it, man. Take shit. It back, Cut it out. Oh. Cut it take out. It back. You'll be... Okay, okay, I take it back. I take it back. So many people talk about this. Like, people ask um, Stephen King and Will Wheaton about this. Why once towards the end of the film, spoiler alert, that, uh, you know, when he pulls a fucking pistol on him, is it is he not like, give me my, my fucking hat back. Mm-hmm. It's my brother's hat. And he's like, because that hat's gone. He's like, they don't give a fuck about that hat. Like, they got in the car, they threw that car, or that hat in the garbage can immediately. It's not about the hat. It's like, they're just torturing little yep. kids. They don't give a shit about that. Like, um, and probably just wouldn't have played. I think there was a piece in it where they did like, you know, where's my hat, whatever. And it's like, you know, whatever. Um, also, we'll get there in a second. Uh, but um, so, so they're hanging out. Where are they hanging out in that scene? Are they? It looks like they're the in a junk. Well, when they're doing the when they're carving. Oh, oh yeah, when they're when they're when they're giving self razor blade scar tattoos. Uh, <laughs> fuck up the snake part. Um, Quit moving! You gotta make me uh, fuck up the snake Random, part. random junkyard. That's what it looks like. An ace is shining. Something that looks like a piece of a wheel. Like, I, I'm what? thinking a hubcap of sorts, or a, um, a, a or a um, like a hood ornament. I want to say <laughs> everybody's got a cigarette hanging uh, out ev- of their mouth. Everyone's got a cigarette. Um, so, but there, not there's the same a clear jun- hierarchy. Right. Not the same junkyard that the, the <laughs> no. little boys are. Different junkyard. There is a clear hierarchy, <laughs> um, I believe, with Billy Tessio being at the lowest rung. <laughs> no, he no, doesn't really even no, no, fit no. in in that the, gang, in uh, my opinion. Not there at all. Not... He, is the, he is the black sheep yeah. of the gang. Um, anytime he says anything, they're like, shut the fuck up. Also, I just want to note that Eyeball Chambers talks like uh, he mimics a woman or a homosexual a lot in the movie. Okay. And he is he is a little too good at it. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, he's also in a couple... I don't have the actor's name here, but like a couple years later, he is henchman number two <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. There's a little, uh, little fast fact okay. for you there. Um uh, so anyway, um, you know, the kids are, you know, creeping into the night and, uh, they get their, uh, <laughs> they, they get their, I just, I just love the whole cooking a ball of ground beef on a stick, <laughs> man, that is, that has got to be tough. That's got to be tough as shit. I mean, like, I and mean, then... it makes sense, but I mean, like as a kid, I, I assume they're like doing like hot dogs or something and I'm like, that's a that is a ball, ball of, beef. Of, of beef that they've carried in their backpack <laughs> all, all day. fucking day long. And it's just, it's the summer. It's the end and of the summer. And then Vern drops his in the fire. His is probably the best one, though, because, I mean, like, you need to, <laughs> just, that's been just sitting in a backpack. Oh, um, man. Um, so, yeah, then, then Gordy tells the pie-eating story. So he has to get into the pie-eating. Gotta talk about lard-ass. Um, I... It's my least favorite part of the movie, I guess. Like, it watching it now. All the prosthetic kind of not prosthetic, but I mean, like you can tell, like all like er, everyone has to get shown from the side when they vomit, and it's like no one vomits like that. That's not how it works. Like, Mm -hmm. it's even for eighty six, it's super obvious, and I hate it. 
and Billy Hogan's fat suit is just laughable. It I'm looks just like, like pillows. On. Yeah, dude. I'm like, come on, man. Like, man, whatever. You know, like, I, I'm the shitty podcaster and you're the movie maker, but I still have to just be like, yo, Rob Reiner, man, what's up with that? So if suit? we were going to give them a little grace on this, I was thinking, so I noticed the vomit scene, the way they're doing the vomit from the side is really, it's really bad. It's pretty obvious. But then I thought, is he just displaying what this would look like in their imaginations? You know, that's the a, whole geyser. That's of a vomit. great. I've never, I've never thought about that, and that kind of plays into the fat suit as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Even you know, um, and that that jar, that bottle of castor oil. Which, come on, which, that thing is huge. Nobody can drink that. And, and you, well, it is a movie, but like, so obviously we're going to suspend our disbelief and everything. But even but, beyond that, this is this is what what are they it, picturing in their minds? Precisely, and the like, tail. and and it's more about you know uh, <laughs> William Hogan's revenge. Uh, I guess, and uh, and how he's just like, uh, you gotta love that. Like, um, you gotta love the story. Like in, in the, uh, it's a whole different set of stories in the in the the novel, or the novella, or whatever you want to call it. Like, um, that's like a, a like a smaller one in in that one. But like, I I don't know, man. It, the whole Barbarama thing. Like, um, but then the, my favorite part about you know this the story. The story ends, and the boys cheer, and he's like, you know, so then what happens? You know, like, he's like, I don't know. Goes goes home and eats, celebrates the cheeseburger, and then Teddy goes, no, 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 I got this. How about he goes home and he shoots his father? Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is so telling, and it's like, and he joins the Texas Rangers. That's right. <laughs> you're like, you're like, like, as a child, I'm like, Man, shut up, Teddy. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, poor Teddy, man. Yeah, poor You're Teddy. an abused fucking kid, man. Um, <laughs> and Vern's like, I'm confused. Yes. <laughs> he Did goes, he have to pay to enter the contest? Oh, no, damn it. It's so fucking great. He's like, no, Vern. They just let him it, in. They just let it's, him it's in. It's brilliant. Like, uh, He's I, like, I love... okay, great. Good story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then never mind. I'm back in. <laughs> as, if, as if all of a sudden... He was not in. That's what he was hung up on. That's what he's hung up on. Man. Um, and then the kind of boy talk montage is great. Like, because that's, that's the shit that fucking 12-year-olds talk about or whatever. Like, for any time period, you know, like, I, I don't know. They probably just TikTok about shit now. But, probably. Um, but I like the way what they said was before before girls before they were yeah it, it's girls not like man this, this I'm so because all that whole tits thing you know it's like that's just like big talk <laughs> it seems like you know like they're they're like they're you know like they don't have relationships with women mm-hmm. you know like they're not in junior high yet you know like um you know it doesn't really kind of start until then and it's like you know the import the quote-unquote important things that you talk about before you discover girls. And it's 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 heavy, and it's like, so they're talking, you know, about fucking Mickey Mouse and Goofy. goofy. And what fucking, is Goofy? And still, we still can't what, figure that what out, is by goofy? the way. Uh, uh, you know, uh, 35 years later, we're still trying to figure out so what the fuck Goofy is. So they're talking about what is Goofy, and they're also, one of my favorite lines, there's nothing like a smoke after a meal. Which is another, which is another thing, it's like... But but to me, I feel like that's things that their fathers say, yep. you know, like or things they hear older boys say, um, and 
they're all bad at smoking except for River Phoenix. That's right. He looks like he's a cigarette yep. smoker. Um, and that's just one of those things where like Vern, uh, you know, Jerry O'Connell being the the youngest, you know, like he's 11. So he's just like holding things to be like, <laughs> and I'm sure like his mom's on set being like, Rob Reiner, quit telling my son to smoke better. So I heard, I read that Rob Reiner was a huge anti-smoking campaigner. And what did they say? What did he say? It was made out, the cigarettes were packed with some type of leaf. I can't remember what Marijuana. it was. Marijuana. Wouldn't that have been great? <laughs> oh, hold on a second. We, we completely jumped over the bridge scene. Well, I wondered um, if we were going to come back to that. Uh, well, here we are. Okay, great. Um obviously oh so intense it's it, it is so intense as a kid you're yes. watching that shit like um what's the uh what they they use for the um the, like there's a telephone a telephoto compression is what they use like to make sure make it look like the uh the train is right behind them that was you know, scary like, um and as a kid though like my confusion was how are they at a dead run right now with all those, like, whole, you know. And, and, Thank you. And, and With the spacing between the so, railroad ties. So, so then yes. there's, there's one single shot of just the feet running. Mm-hmm. And there's ply, ply board in between them all just to get that shot. And they just left it because apparently Rob Reiner just really wanted the foot shot. Because they're, they're not running like that. You're going to jab your fucking foot in there and break your ankle and die. And get run over by a train. Um but then there's a great story about they can't get the kids to to freak out. You know, like, they're just like, all right, action. You know, they back the train up, you know. Action, you know, run, you know. And, and they're like, ah. And they're like, Rob Reiner goes up to Jerry O'Connell and he goes, you see all those people over here? We're in overtime right now. And they'd like to be at home with their fucking families. <laughs> and... The only thing that's keeping them from that is you. I want you to know that. So can we go again? He's le- legitimately crying. And he's he's like, no, action. No, even faster. These fucking people want to go home. And he's like, he's like just crying. It's like, it's real tears. And that's just like some, it's kind of some Nazi shit. But I mean, whatever. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of sad. But like, they got the shot. They got the shot. They got the shot. And then the worst matte painting ever where they jump off the bridge. Um, it's, it's, it's 86. You know, it's I, 86. I, 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 can't, I can't be mad at it. It's the only like real special effects shot in the whole film. And it is fucking god awful. It's terrible. And then they cut to um, them on the ground. Yeah, uh, and then you see know, like the they landed in the one yeah. patch of dirt surrounded <laughs> by all these rocks. Right. And it's like... Right. Wow. Um, Good job, guys. Which, yeah, hey, good for you. Um, you At least we know when the next train is due. Um, You know, forever after that, I wanted to be able to put my hand on the track. And feel feel the vibration. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, As a person who has hung out around a lot of train tracks. Me too. uh, Never once happened. Not the one time. Uh, So when they stand watch, uh, the... (laughs) The sound design in this is fucking great. Like the the wolf howl, uh, me and 
me and my brother, uh, future guest, uh, James Tharp, um, we, ha you know, like we camp out a lot at the, at the land or whatever, and we, we call it verning. You know, like whenever you're just like alone in, in the woods and you're like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Like, it's great him walking around the, the tree and like the the left and right of the uh -huh. pistol. Um, and, uh, and just... That was hilarious. I caught that again this on the rewatch. I thought that the timing on that was perfect. The shot was perfect. Yeah, it's 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 so good. And he's terrified. He is. You know, like, and... Um, should so this kid have a gun? Like, that's what no, I'm no. we, we really didn't go over the fact that they have a gun. Um, <laughs> a, a fucking 45. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I got this gun. We'll just carry this gun mm -hmm. with us. That would be all right. Came in um, handy. Right. <laughs> and um, so then Teddy is hilarious during this, you know, the whole montage or whatever. He's like, the dog face rests. <laughs> Shit's great. Um, uh, I like Teddy. Or, or, Come on, shut man! Up, Teddy. Shut up, Teddy. Uh, he's playing. He's doing taps and shit. <laughs> and then, and then the the whole like, did I take the milk money scene? Dude, River Phoenix is just laying it down, man. I just never thought. I never thought the teacher. Oh, so fuck anyway. showing you what he can show you that scene is so poignant it, it's it's great they're, they're all just great mm -hmm. like these are just little boys that are just fucking throwing 100 miles an hour and it and it, well he also kind of wakes up from the grave scene which is just super disturbing you know like you know uh the grave dream rather and he's like should have been you Cordo. Oh. you're just like god damn yeah had to keep that Stephen King uh, uh, darkness in there, I suppose. Um, also, in the notes right here, I have it. Uh, I bet these kids really smell bad right here. Okay. I, I was hoping we'd get back to this. I did not notice until I watched it on an HD screen again how filthy these kids really were. They, they get progressively filthier. I mean, they are, they're dirty. For sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um so, so they they wake up the next day they're fucking filthy <laughs> filthy uh there's the deer scene which is uh -huh. sweet which is which is so nice and he's like you know i never told anyone about this until right now i, th mm -hmm. I, th I thought that was a great piece in there mm -hmm. um and then it's like should we cut across the river the best part about this whole thing is well no guys you know Vern's doing Vern, and you know they all you know come on man oh, let's charge whatever the Vern Fall is the funniest <laughs> shit ever. Like, and it looks just real as fuck. It sure like, does. Um, so you've got Teddy acting like his sleeping role, his sleeping bag is a machine right, gun, right, 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 and making the machine gun sound. And, and, and they're just running their asses off. Vern and biting the Vern dust. Eats <laughs> shit like like face over heels. Like it's 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 hilarious. Bad. Um, uh, so kind of, kind of back, back to Ace, like 
why does the gang even fucking care about this? It's like, so, you know, they're talking, this, this is the whole, you know, if any, either you had $2,000, I'd kill you. Like, they're hoods. Like, mm-hmm. they, I don't feel like they're, Ace doesn't, Ace isn't a uh, let's get on TV type of guy. Mm-hmm. Ace is like a let's rob the TV guy. I don't, I, like, why does he even care? Why does he even give a fuck about it? Like, you know, they're all talking about, like, you know, like, it's like, I th- I, it's a montage, you know, of like everyone squealing, you know, I guess, you know, and telling the truth, you know, like, Apparently our mother's good names are worth nothing, whole thing, you know. But they like, kept their secret for a full 36 for a, hours. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> which is great narration. And and it's just like, you know, you know we're going to go up there, you know, we're going to take it. You know, like, why does Ace even fucking I never care? did understand that. I could understand if there was a reward attached to it. A, Absolutely. A, 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 you know, a monetary reward. I feel I like Billy... the kids want... I, I they feel like anyone to else to wants TV. to be on on TV or, or even Billy Tessio, mm-hmm. Vern's brother, the, the, the lowest rung on the pole. Vern, you son of a bitch. You were under the porch, you the wasn't porch. you? Yeah, wasn't was you? <laughs> you was under the porch, wasn't you? <laughs> Love that. Okay. Yeah. Right. I Why didn't get Ace that either. even give a shit? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, what's his, his, his um, kind of investment in this? Anyway. Um, so, you know, uh, Swamp Walk. Ugh. <laughs> uh, I can't tell you as a young boy how disturbing this this whole thing was for me because I'm just like nope do not get in any water there's going to be a leech on your balls momentarily when Gordy pulls his, dude, it's, his, it's, his it's, it's super bloody dingy whiteies yeah yeah dude it's and it's bloody and he God it's so it. bloody and it's like how did that so every I'm just other thinking about my penis and blood and i'm just like no i don't i don't want to think about this like and and like then he uh, passes out and then he passes out and oh but also then all their clothes are dry amazing <laughs> immediately dry. so amazing <laughs> And every other leech leaves a, a, a barely discernible mark, but that sure. ball leech. Well, it's, is it was that bright. much longer. It was that much longer, and and I think it was. Pr- <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock the science of this one because I feel okay. like you know, uh, it's you know, it's on a fleshy part of your back or mm, something for okay. you know, and then you know, like maybe thirty seconds longer on your balls. I I, I feel like this thing, but like it's. Even as a kid, I'm like, this is graphic as hell. That, it, that, yep. That is that is a bloody. Ugh. Yeah, it, it's tough. So to this day, I'm terribly frightened of leeches. That is a. Pivotal... I've never even seen a leech. I haven't either. I've, I've often wondered about that. Well, anyway. So that's also a pivotal moment for Gordy because he uh, they're discussing going back, right? He passes out. He's got a bloody leech on his balls. And the other three are like, oh, maybe we should take Gordy back. Yeah, and, and he's like, you know, maybe he's a pussy. Or, you know, maybe he can't hang. And Gordy's like, know, no. But, and, 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 and they're, they're kind of bickering about whatever 12-year-old boys bicker about. But then they see, like, he is, he's... And he's like, he's Stop serious it. about this. And he's this. dead serious. Yeah. And he's like, this isn't fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna find yep. him. Yep. And they're just hell bent on seeing a fucking dead body, mm-hmm. which is shit. I, I mean, like that's some twelve year old shit. I guess you know, like uh, John Singleton does it 
a couple years later in 91 mm-hmm. in Boys in the Hood. That's right. Hey, y'all want to see a dead body? Uh-huh. Like, uh, he had said that he took a lot of that from this, but just make it, you know, kind of in urban environment, you know, and um, which is, but to them, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a dead guy over here. He's over in the park. You know, there was and a lot over, of they it. have to hike yes. for, for, which turns out to be like whatever, you know, 20 miles or some shit. I don't know. It'd take me a while to hike 20 miles. I, I mean, like, in two days, I think that's um, a pretty, uh, you know, I, I think you get there in two days, 20 miles. Um, I don't know. I'm not. A... I, I also find the, uh, the, the timeline a little dubious. Like, oh, you sure. know, are they, did they meet at the clubhouse in the, in the second or third scene? at 6.30 in the morning and then leave at 7.30 in the morning? And it would also, some, also spend my dis- disbelief about that. Bringing it back to the cobras and the chicken scene, <laughs> Ace does not give a fuck. Ace has a death wish. And this is also, I'm like, do me a fuck, Gordy. I want to be like Ace. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, man. He's tough. Um, also, like, it's just like, why, what are the rules of this chicken game? You know, it's like, he's like, I got him. What, what what do you mean? Like, you're in the in these speeds. I don't I don't know. Is it a I don't I'm not gonna. I didn't quite understand, but I did notice that Kiefer Sutherland Ace has a toothpick in his mouth, mm-hmm. and at one point he takes a drink of his beer and never removes the toothpick. And I was like, this guy's a boss. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, I want to drink a beer with, with a toothpick and a beer. I want to be 17 someday. So I kept looking at, uh, they were drinking beers at every scene, right? Uh-huh. I was trying to figure out what they were drinking. I did, I thought I saw High Life at least once. That that would make sense. Oh, that would make complete sense. But then there are some brown bottles. I didn't know what those were. Um, so, uh, What's so. they period appropriate? Oh, I'm I'm sure. Like I, I think high life is very well. The champagne of beers has been along, around for a long time, <laughs> it's, and it's still around. The only way I can drink it is if it's like in an oh. ice cold bottle, like in a can. Ice I, cold. I, oh I, yeah, I am, I am no messing way. with it. I can't right. do it. Mm-hmm. They sell a 36 rack of that. <laughs> Jesus. Um. So they were drinking beer in every scene. Except I don't think they're drinking beer in the uh, Cobra uh, tattoo scene. I could be wrong about that. But I mean, like, but they're hoods. I don't know. It's it's right before school. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Ace Merrill, the character, uh, is a character in the Stephen King universe. You know, he shows up in other stories sure. around yes. that. I think he's in, like, Needful Things. Mm-hmm. And he's also in the Dark Tower series, mm-hmm. uh, but um, I don't know. I just like I just love their boots. They all wear the they do. Uh, you know the biker. I, I guess these days you'd call it like biker boots, but back in those days you call them engineering boots. Mm-hmm. Um, those things are badass. I'm not cool enough to wear them though. Did you notice? I caught it this on the last watch that uh, Kiefer Sutherland. His access and his manner of speech is so different than everyone else he, he, he's so articulate and crisp oh yeah because everyone else is a fucking knucklehead right. you know like you know everyone else is a boner mm-hmm. in his in his fucking quote-unquote crew mm-hmm. you know where he's like super 
You think he almost just like came out of fucking command? Where did this guy come from? He was just reading. He was just reading Shakespeare moments ago, and now he's about to switchblade the shit out of your mouth. You know, and (laughs) you know what I mean. Like, but yeah, but like that's why you you like that character. He's he's fucking great, man. Like, um, and Kiefer Sutherland in general is in the eighties, especially. I don't know. Like, what's a better Kiefer role than this? Really, I. I never watched Twenty Four, and I don't give a shit. But... I've never watched that either. Uh, so as oh, a hold on a second, and... hold on a second. I, I got it. I got it. You know, it's a pretty damn good Kiefer role. Hmm. A few good men. Uh, as um, whatever he is in that. Who is he in A Few Good Men? He's uh, like he's he's the dude who told the other dudes to kick the dude's ass uh, to death. I forgot about that. No, he's throwing heat in that. Uh, he's good. Um, but I mean, what I mean, really though, now that I'm thinking, obviously, the Lost Boys, Lost Boys right, is, right. is his is his fucking role. Mm-hmm. You know, he's um, a consummate lead vampire, and and he's kind of just the same guy. Actually, what here's what happened: uh, Ace Merrill became that vampire. Uh, it's a, they're like it's like a year later. It's the same. It's the same guy. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. What do you got? You know what else I was just thinking about is that I caught it this uh, this time when I watched it. Is that this is set in Oregon? I'm so used yes. to everything of Stephen King's being set in Maine. Yes. That I didn't realize that they moved the location yep. for this movie, and of course because they filmed it in Oregon. Um, so that was kind of eye opening to me this time too. I think it's also just like uh, it's so like neutral, like. You could see that in any Midwestern anything, like you know, like these fields, these forests, that could be fucking everything except anywhere. for the trestle. That uh, trestle is pretty. The train trestle. Yep, that is that is Oregon. That's remarkably that's west. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, otherwise, that, that that is Oregon all day long. We don't have any gorgeous like that here, but anyway, um, yeah. Well, hold on one second. Uh, we got to do an ad read. This episode of Tharp and Thirty is brought to you by. I can barely even do this. Um, The uh, (laughs) I was doing so good. Uh, This episode of Tharman Thirty is is brought to you by the Iran Contra Affair. Now back to our previously scheduled programs. Okay, one thing I have to throw in here when I was watching this at 11, 12 years old, there was a lot of anticipation. The first time I saw it leading up, I was, I was just about to talk about this. Thank you. To seeing yes. this dead body at the end. I mean, we didn't know what to expect. How gruesome it was going to be. Exactly. And, I mean, what kid at that age has really seen a dead body? Sure. Well, besides, like, a funeral. In the in in, in the wild, if you will. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, has anyone? I've never seen a dead body in the wild. In the I mean, wild. like... Yep. No, not even to this day. But thank, I think... I th- thank God. Indeed. <laughs> and now, you, you know, the older you get, you're like... 
maybe that's why Gordy's obsession with it is because of Dennis, his brother. You know, like he's like totally. Uh, why does why, why do they want to do this so badly? You know, like um, uh, why does why do twelve year olds want to do fucking anything? I guess, but I mean, like, but I think a lot of it has to do with that, like you know. Just being at his brother's funeral, you know, like, I don't know, like it's maybe that's part of the obsession. And, but then, but yeah, totally. Like, so you see the, I mean, as, as a watcher, as, Mm -hmm. as, you know, as the audience, you're like, what is going to happen? You know, like. So at this point in the movie, we know that they're close. And um, I think once they're out of the, leeches in the river scene uh bloody balls yes (laughs) we call it bloody balls swamp right over here right after bloody balls cut to the next scene and they are um on the tracks and they you just know that they're they're getting close to the old harlow road but that's it's awesome because it's very much like show me don't tell me mm-hmm. which they do it which he does a great job of it like you know it's like hey teddy is this the back road mm-hmm. he's like yep straight up so you know what's happening mm-hmm. and it's like we'll take this side you take that side and then Vern's like i see him i mean i could remember the hair on the back of my neck standing yeah. up the first time i watched this in the anticipation like was i going I've to be able to handle right seeing this dead body yeah, what was exactly. this going to look like and then the first shot when Vern sees the body, all you see is the legs, right? Yeah. And they're all akimbo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and oof. Like I mean, like you know, it, it it's easy to kinda, you know, joke about shit or do whatever. It's like but then the movie gets super hyper real. Mm-hmm. Um even thinking about it right now, even watching it two nights ago, I'm just like, shit, this is serious. Like mm-hmm. and because they're just showing the legs, you know, and these are little boys, you know, and it's, it's insane shit. It's, it's, it's tough, you know, and they're, and, and they're obsessed with it at this point. And they just walk up on him, and then the kind of, the narration comes back and he's like, the kid wasn't sleeping. The kid was dead. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how the train knocked him out of his kids, not, knocked him out of his kids, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, also, I mean, that's pretty far to knock him I, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be up. I was wondering about that when I watched it last night. I'm like, knocked him 180 feet. Also, Ray Brower is an idiot. I mean, like, was he picking blueberries with um, his head stuffed up his ass? I, I, I don't know. Like, like because, I, hey, you know, hey, sorry, Ray Brower. Shout out to a future guest, Ray Brower's ghost. Um, Who played Ray Brower? Uh, Kent uh, Luttrell. I should have known. Uh, he's a famous stuntman, actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Been, been a lot of stuff. Uh, I don't have it on my notes, but I've heard he's been in stuff. Okay. So, but, but that's his first thing, and he has a he did a piece in the like the New Yorker or something where he was like, "It's more disturbing than you think." to play a dead person, you know, like, uh, you're like, no, just deader than that though. It's like, okay, hold on a second. How about this? No, no, no. Deader than that. That paint more blood on his face. But like, here's the other thing. Like, so at this point, how does he lay there that long with his eyes kind of crossed? 
Right. Right. It's real. But also, here's the other, I I hate to get too dark and deep into this, but I mean, like, so how long are we talking here? This is, this is a week after. I had this thought too. Yes. You're a scientist. You're, you, you, you get into this type of shit. Ray Brower would not be, Ray Brower looked like that in the first hour. Five minutes after. Yeah, dude. I mean, this is like a week, right? Yeah. I mean, we're we're into, if, if. If this were scientifically accurate, this is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a mess. This is terrible. And it does not smell great. Oh, it's bad. So I, I really think that once it is distorted. I, I, I really think that once the cobras come up uh-huh. and they and they want to fight with the little boys, mm-hmm. they leave immediately just because of the smell. <laughs> so I have never I did not understand why Ace gave up so easily. I mean, yes, Gordy has a gun, and he does say... Gordy has a gun! Come on. He realizes that... Hold on, hold on on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. Um, So they're like, let's build him a stretcher. But right before the Cobras come in, he's like, yes, find find some sticks. Let's build him a stretcher. I'm like, you're going to carry this motherfucking stinking ass dead body? You bet. 20 fucking miles back? Are you insane? Build him a, let's build him a stretcher. Get the, the one and only time that Teddy fuck t- out of here. Teddy gives no argument and just says, okay, man, and because, walks off with but, Vern. Because, because yeah, the only time, you know, like... The only time he's completely, like, amenable to that suggestion. Um, yeah, dude, uh, I, I love it. Because, but I, because I think he's just like, holy shit, this motherfucker is dead as fuck. I'm traumatized again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so... So then the Cobras come up, mm-hmm. you know. We can't skip over the fact that they had a very poignant and oh, heavy yes. scene. Indeed, indeed. You know, like it should have been me, you know, like um, you know, my dad hates me. Um, I almost wish that Chris would have been like, yes. But he was like, no, he just doesn't know you. Which is also true, but he also hates him. Uh, Chris, dude, Gordy's dad is a shitbag. He's, he's terrible. Um, meanwhile... Chris's dad is the biggest shit bag of them all, and he's like carrying everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, R.I.P. Chris Chambers. Mm-hmm. Just saying, because that's 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 heavy, mm-hmm. you know. Like, and these, it's a stabbing. These boys are. We'll, we'll get there, but these these boy these boys are twelve. That's what, I still just love, I just remember like on that cusp of turning, you know, thirteen. You know, like. They're still able to be vulnerable. I'm like, I've seen Stand By Me. I think this is the time when we start smoking <laughs> cigarettes. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty much. Like, <laughs> um, but so, yeah, that scene is is hardcore. Like, they're just telling the truth. And they're just, you know, they're they're doing the thing. Like, you can tell they're very much kindred spirits, you know. Like, they understand each other. Like, yeah. And, that, and Gordy's brother was killed as a teenager in a Jeep accident. Right. And now for the first time he's seeing... Do you seeing... think the Jeep got paid for that? Why, why couldn't they just say car accident? <laughs> Not gory enough. Right. Like we it have, was a Jeep we accident. We have to understand it that, that his brother... Denny got was mangled e- in it. Denny was ejected like yes, Ray Brower. Yes, he, right? was, he, was, he was on a mountain. Ejected. Uh, getting his Jeep on. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> because the, I think that's the whole that's the whole thing, right? That's why Gordy is so he's like he can reconcile this now. He sure. has some understanding maybe of what well, happened. Well, to like also Denny like, like what uh, to Denny? I don't know. It kind of goes back. We didn't mention this earlier, but like you know the whole like you know, do you think I'm weird? Mm-hmm. Uh, conversation, you know, and he's like, yeah, of course of I course. do, but, I, but everyone's <laughs> weird. He's not wrong, but he's like, no, but please tell me. He's like, he's like, am I weird because I want to write stories? Like, you know, like maybe I'm an artist, maybe I'm this person, you know, like, am I weird? And he's like, no, like he's trying to tell me, he's like, no, man, you're like, I respect you. I think you're like the coolest dude. And then he's We're like, best friends. Fuck writing. Right. No, 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 because he's, yeah, exactly. Gordy, like, Gordy, Gordy is Gordy, like, fuck Gordy's writing. like fuck writing mm-hmm. because he's struggling with, you know, I need to be like you guys. And Chris is like, you don't want to be like us, buddy. You know, <laughs> like, uh, look at, look at Vern over there falling down. He's an idiot. Or as Gordy's dad says, a thief and two Phoebes. A thief and two Phoebes. Um, I had to look up Phoebes. Uh, when I was 12, I had to get my dictionary out I, and look up Phoebe. I, I I kind of got it. I did too, but um, I had, I did. To, I had I, to look it sure, up. Sure, 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 sure. Um, I kind of didn't understand the whole milk money story when I was a, when I was a child, but then I'm like, oh shit! So you know, the older you get, you see it. A bit. I've seen this movie fucking so many right. times. And he's like, yeah, but he had a, you know, you know, he gave it back. You know, he had some conscious shit going on and conscience stuff going on and. And then fuck you because you're a loser and I know I can exploit you. That's exactly um, right. And it's 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 like everyone knows their place in this story. Like everyone is in their spot. And it's it's so crazy. Like Chris has like just settled into it. He's like, I'm the brother of eyeball chambers. I'm a loser. Nothing's gonna happen for me. Which we'll get to in a bit when they talk about, you know, we're going to be, you know, building birdhouses with the rest of the losers or whatever, you know, like, and you're going to be, you're going to be great. And he's like, why can't you be great too? And he's like, well, and we find out later that he was great, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, But, uh, so the, so the Cobras, so the Cobras, uh, come up on the tracks and, um, well, look at what we found here. Look here. You know, like, and there's dude. So badass. So like, Eyeball and um, Ace my are the first little two brother. on the scene, right? Yeah, yes. But I yes. love it when Billy Tessio comes in. He's like, he's <laughs> he's a son of a bitch. You was under the porch, wasn't you, Vern? It's uh, well that that, that, that that only happens after it's like all of a sudden t- Teddy is like a badass. Teddy goes. uh there's there's two of you guys and four of us. Like these twelve year olds are gonna kick the shit out of Ace and mm-hmm. Eyeball. Get the fuck out of here! And then he like snaps and and the uh, the rest of the guys come up. But it's like we're gonna get fucked up now. Mm-hmm. Like, but even f- four on two, everyone knows that you know at least one you know one of the two has a switchblade. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, he knows that Ace has a switchblade, and. Um, you know, hey Ace. You know, there's there's four of us. I just, I just think it's. I, I think that's just kind of shoddy, right? Whatever. Um. Anyway, so the other, the rest of the cobras come and um, come slithering oh, down the. Well, old they come hall. slithering down the old <laughs> the back hauler road. 
Oh, Vern, you was on the porch, weren't you? Um, and um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna kill you. Like it gets very serious. So like, dark, so like, fast. This is this is a this is a fucking. And he's threatening. Those blue eyes are ice cold. They're dead. Those Dude, are dead eyes. Those are dead ice cold mm-hmm. blue eyes. And he's like, "I'll kill you." Mm-hmm. And he's got. He flips his switchblade, and he's flips switch he's blade. like flipping it around in his hands comes up comes up you know and and then bang you know gordy has the has the pistol and it's some of okay real quick right before right before that happens and eyeballs having some regrets too at this point he's like i was like like, don't kill my little brother this is gonna be really hard for me at the dinner table tonight Whenever you kill my brother Chris, Eyeball's like, "Come on, come on, hey, man! Come on, what are you doing, man? Come on!" And Eyeball's like, "No, I'm going to kill someone right mm-hmm. now. Um, no, no worries for me. I'm, a, I, I'm insane." Uh, Ace is like, "I'm going for it. So, Fuck so, this guy." So before that happens, I should have put that cigarette in his eye. <laughs> right, right, earlier, ago. earlier. Um, I, I have, I, I totally forgot about this whole thing, but. Chris, Chris Chambers says, "Why don't you go fuck your mother some more?" Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Like, uh, I can't deal with that. That's. I don't remember. Like, I'm sure that's not like been edited or whatever. I'm like, I'm like, how did I? Maybe I just I was like, yeah, this is what I should say to mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. when I'm 12. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that one's that, that one's pretty gnarly. Um, so once Gordy pulls the pistol, though, Will Wheaton is throwing a hundred and one miles an hour, dude. Like he's just like I just love the line. He's like, "What are you gonna kill us all?" And it's like, "No, Ace, just, just you." <laughs> Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. What are you gonna do? Shoot us all? No, Ace, just you. It's the best thing ever. It's like some Wild West shit, you it's know? It's so good. Um, it, it's, oh, God damn it. It's so great. The it, sound of him. It, it just drawing back the yep. hammer, and he's just like, he's like, nope, just you. And Ace is like, come on, kid. It, you must have got some of your brother's good sense. Right, and, <laughs> and then that ter- probably got him more fired up. He, he's like, don't bring my brother up. Like, Wrong words. I will fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. He's like... Because it, it, he, he's like, I'm not going to kill all these people. I don't care if they bum rush me, but I'm definitely going to kill you. Um, you're a fucking piece of shit. I love it so much. It's like, it's like some sort of like vigilante justice, you know, like in the middle of the woods, and uh, you know, and 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 Ace just being like, okay, well, I was born at night. What wasn't last night? I'm not going to let this kid shoot me. I gotta get out of here. I'll kick the shit out of this. Like, okay, I'm gonna go kid. kill this cat. Dude, that guy's such an insane person. He's like, I'm gonna go kill his dad tonight. It's like, this isn't over. The, and, and, and thankfully, uh, you know, throughout the story, it looked like it was over. Mm-hmm. You know, like, at, you know, in the epilogue or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, it was not over in the novella. Oh, not at all. But I also love the line. Suck my fat one, Suck you cheap dime one. store hood. It's great. I love it. You it's cheap so, dime store hood is it, so it, it, it kills. And then the cobras back off, and then we immediately get some levity when um, Chris looks at Gordy and says, 
Whoever told you you had a fat one? You no know, chance. Biggest one in four <laughs> counties or some shit. That's and once again, that's how fucking twelve yeah. year olds fucking talk. Yeah. And then, and then Vern and <laughs> Vern and Terry are like, oh hey guys, uh, how are you? Uh, I didn't think that they I was were gonna appropriately kick some ass too. upset enough after that. Scene. They were, they were like, just they, kind of they like, should have came over like that was fucking crazy. Right. They, were, they, they, they were a little too casual about it at that point. Like, yes. all right. Nobody's taking him. Okay, okay, we got that. So, you know, like nobody's taking him, and which I, I really feel like that was out of the fact they're tired. <laughs> I, I don't think it was about uh, our gang or your gang, and they're like, man, we can't we carry can't, this motherfucking yeah, right. dead, stinking ass body back. He's gonna fall apart on the way. All right, he looks um, pretty intact. And, <laughs> and uh, so like. <laughs> So then also, it gets where like, were his kids? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Right. Um, you know, then the, I was always confused about the fact that they were like, we figured that, you know, an anonymous call was the best move. And I'm like, as a kid, I'm like, man, there ain't no phone booth out there. And I'm like, oh, you, oh, when they got back, got it. Um, they walked all the way back. Walked they, all the way back. So they, they, they which said they very never, little. Who made the call? Mm-hmm. And said so neither their gang or our gang got the credit, right? Right, right. In the end, it was an anonymous call. Right. We don't know who made that call. We right. assume it was them. There's no I way would Ace would make that, the that anonymous call. No, fuck no. no. Like, um, it, it's would... it's the Gordy Gang. It is, yeah. Um, that's the name of my new band. I'm starting tomorrow. <laughs> Gordy Gang. Um, hashtag oh, Gordy I Gang. I love that. Um, uh, and then. Then it kind of becomes like super real again. They get back, you know, hey, junior high, you know, like, which this whole piece like kind of reminds me of my own life again. You know, it it gets super real again because this shit happens, you know, like um, what you you never realize that one time this was the last time you hung out with all your friends, Mm -hmm. those friends, and it was innocent enough or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. um. That, that these people were, you know, and then it very, you know, in the kind of epilogue, it's like, you know, Vern and Teddy did this and. So that they saw them less and less until they were just two faces in the hall. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and it's like, That's cool. it's, it's even an awkward goodbye for the, the four of them who've spent this incredible adventure together. Yeah. You know, it's even, they all kind of know it. Mm-hmm. It's in the air, you mm-hmm. know, like. Oh, well, you know, my mom's going to be, you know, asking, I'm going to be on the 10 must wanted list, you know, blah, blah, blah. Vern so, walks uh, off and he's oh, like, Penny. Penny. <laughs> Great. Um, uh, so, you know, obviously we have the bookend epilogue, you know, with, uh, you know, you know, Chris dying in a stabbing fight. I'm like, what I don't understand about that is like, because he, he's like, Chris did take the college classes. We were friends. He toughed it out like he always he does. He toughed it out like he always does. But I'm like, but you weren't friends with him? He says it like this is a distant memory. Like they weren't friends the whole way through. And it's like. But he does say at the very end that he hadn't seen him in more than 10 years. That's what I'm saying. Like, why is that? I thought so you guys were best friends. Been... I just assumed that they remained friends. So what you're saying is you're about to write the novella of the that 10 year spot you know what happened there um 
Whatever happened there? <laughs> it's the name of the novella. Whatever happened there? Starring Chris Chambers. Um, okay, so we go back to, you know, the bookend, uh, Richard Dreyfus. You know, Actually, that it, was written by Phil Leotardo. Whatever happened there? <laughs> whatever happened? Good call, yes! <laughs> whatever happened there? Whatever happened there? You mean when he killed my brother? <laughs> That's fucking great. I love that. Whatever happened there? <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh my goodness! We that we <laughs> okay. That's another podcast. That's a different podcast. Um, so, so when the book in comes back, and you know, and he's kind of like on his nineteen eighty five Commodore keyboard, which is just great. And he's oh my dad does this, you know. He's like he's writing all the time, whatever. Yeah, I get it. You know, like um, it. I love the line. Obviously, you know, it's like you know, with friends, you know, whoever does mm-hmm. whatever is kind of the last line. Uh, I said, uh, it's something like, uh, I never had friends like I did when I was 12. Jesus, does anyone? Does anyone, rather. Good call. Good call. Mm -hmm. Um, So, obviously, he is a millionaire writer. Because did you see those fucking doors in that house? Yeah, that's exactly what tipped me off. Is he living in a castle? That's exactly what I was thinking. He lives in a a 17th century fucking (laughs) Dracula castle. Because those doors weigh 450 pounds a With piece. With the ornate wood carving. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. And, and, and where are these children's mothers? I don't know. <laughs> and what, so what was he driving? I'm uh, dude, think, I, I, hold on. I've I think it's it. badass. Um, it, it is a fucking, it is a 60s Land Rover. That's what it is. Um, okay. It's so dope. It's amazing. Uh, the, 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 those things run for fucking ever. Did a little research on those. Okay. Um, they will climb over Mount Everest. It's in the research. Okay, so he's got a he. It's very clear that he's a very successful writer, based on the environment that he's in. The, the, all it takes is that shot of the doorway uh, to his office, and then as we look out through these windows, we see in the Circle Drive his amazing Land Rover. Yes. Anyway, yeah. So there's also the Range Rover, which is like the more suburban version of that. Um, But uh, but yeah, the Land Rover it it throws heat for sure. Um, And that's what he said in the opening scene. Yes, uh, like kind of like reminiscing or whatever. Sitting and he sees the two boys. Does anyone have have friends like you know when you know when you were 12 years old or whatever? Richard Dreyfuss has said you know in years past he's like. I was so high on cocaine in the 80s that I do not remember filming those bookends whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was in that movie? Cool. Kind of dig it. Kind of don't like, dig uh, it. Kind of like how Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty have said at different points that they completely forgot tours that they did. Oh, whole no, tours. Whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole tours, yeah. Yeah. So the other thing that I was going to mentioned here so i was reading an article um stephen king was interviewed after he screened this movie with rob reiner and said that when the movie ended he needed he asked for 30 minutes by himself and then when he reconvened with rob reiner he said that was the most uh accurate uh screenplay or depiction of one of his books that he had ever seen great to date i mean i guess would have been to date then but 
Because well, of the, the obviously they're very storied and shitty and, and well, a lot this of them is a departure out. from this is not horror. This isn't a horror genre, right? Other than the fact that they're seeking out a dead body, yes, but it's, it's, but it's not, sure. there isn't a supernatural well, element to it, which is typical in King's writing and the the movie, the adaptation that came out bef- right before this was uh, Maximum Overdrive, which flopped. Yes, directed by Stephen King and a. Produced by a sentient bag of cocaine. Um, <laughs> he wasn't sober yet at that point, right? Oh, no. He was legit very... It's the only movie he's directed, and it's it's a nightmare. Um, I don't really remember it. I know I've not, seen it. It's but... not great. It's funny. I mean, if you're looking for a comedy to watch, uh, you know, uh, for a background thing, whatever. I mean, like... Obviously, Stephen King is a prolific fucking story writer. So, like, so so they didn't tout this when it was released. Correct. It wasn't touted as a big no, as a Stephen no, King no, no, no. Um, no, no, no. Like, a piece. At the, I had the. Well, I didn't have it, but somebody I knew had the movie poster, and it said at the very bottom in tiny font, based on a novella by Stephen King. But when they I were, I believe it also says based on the body it by does. Stephen King. I think you're right. Um, they weren't when they were promoting this. They weren't promoting it as a Stephen King. Well, because he's coming off Maximum Overdrive, you know, like which is like eighty four, eighty three ish, something like that. Even though like everyone's like Stephen King's The Shining in eighty, him and and Stanley Kubrick have like such a whatever. He's like, well, look, dude, you sold it to me. I don't give a fuck about what you want to happen here. Uh, I'm directing this. You have nothing to do with this. You get the fuck out of here. Like they had a big problem with it. Like, um, and a lot of Stephen King's properties have kind of been mishandled, in my opinion, over the years. Some of them have not. I mean, like uh, Frank Darabont, you know, has done a good job with them. I think The Green Mile was okay, mm-hmm. and uh, Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. That's a Stephen King property. What about Gerald's uh, game. I have no idea what you're talking about. What about fucking Misery? Oh, Misery. That's what I'm talking about. Not Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game came out after to... Misery. Oh, shit. Because there's there's two Kathy Bates, Stephen King. Uh, there's Misery no. and Dolores Claymore. Yeah, I was, I was talking about and Misery. And she is throwing 102 miles an hour in both of those, by the way. She's a fucking treasure. Um, I agree. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, Misery. That's what I was talking about. Gerald's Game, actually. Misery uh... is the most disturbing shit ever. Like, the book... The book destroys, and the movie is great. Yeah. Fucking James Conn's thrown heat. She, dude, she's God. She's so fucking scary in that movie. I don't know. Maybe we should, uh, in future versions of this, talk about uh, Stephen King uh, representation on film. We could. I've read. I've up until probably ten years ago, I'd read all of his, all of his books. He he's actually Maybe got a lot years more ago. now. Uh, n- no hate, but I mean, like I'm just I feel, a lot more selective about what. Sure, I read. like I I feel like he's writing a lot these days. I'm like in the last ten years, he's got like forty books in ten yeah, years, yeah. and I'm like I've read like two of those, uh, yeah. Yeah. Under the Dome and Eleven Twenty Three. Oh, that was insane, though. I I did read that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's actually the last Stephen King book I read. Me too. 
Uh, well, Angie, thank you so much for coming. Uh, <laughs> can you agree to come back on the show? And you maybe, bet, John. Maybe, my may, pleasure. Maybe that's going to be the thing we talk about. Okay. Uh, is uh, Stephen King adaptations to film? I love it. Let's do it. Do you have anything to plug? That uh, you got any shows coming up? Any? No, you know, everything's pretty quiet right now um, with the production company. <laughs> I um, Heading into winter, we'll probably do a little Indeed. bit of writing, and I'll, I'll circle back with you guys in spring. That's right. All right, we're going we're gonna to check back with Angie in spring. Uh, thanks for listening to Tharpin 30, and uh, tune in for the next episode uh, about the Iran-Contra affair. All right, thanks a lot, people. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So die.